Welcome in, pile 7 o'clock. Thanks for starting your Wednesday with us. Jim Davis along with the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. It is a wine about a Wednesday with Talon Wine. You can get a bottle of Talon Wine today, perfect for whatever you're serving. Probably not so much off the grill these days, but out of the oven, though. They have the perfect wine for you at Talon Wine. Nuggets continue their red-hot roll. Nothing to complain about there. Nikola Jokic with another triple-double. As the Nuggets get the win against Portland last night. I think it's kind of kind of cool that David Edelman gets the win for the Nuggets last night. Or David Adelman, excuse me, who's dad. Rick Adelman was the coach of the Portland Trailblazers. David Adelman is the assistant to Michael Malone. Michael Malone went into health and safety protocols last night, so David Adelman gets the win against his dad's old team. Nuggets, they have uh, been just incredible. Seven straight wins for Denver now. And the winning streak at home just continues to build. Now Denver's won 14 in a row at Ball Arena. Saw some of the sound of that. You had high school basketball last night. Both uh, Fruit of Monument teams dispatching Palisade last night. Delta gets wins against Rifle last night. So a busy night of high school basketball here on the team and our sister station, the Monkey. So, And there's also that Broncos coaching search that continues. Yesterday, the Broncos met with Sean Payton. And Raheem Morris, former Tampa Bay Bucks head coach, and uh, as the moment, L.A. Rams defensive coordinator. So uh, Denver continues to interview, go through the process, the vetting process. Dan Quinn, Cowboys defensive coordinator, coming up on Friday for the Broncos. And Jero Vero, interviewed by the Texans. That's as he continues to get a lot of interest and. And then you have, and we'll talk more about it around the NFL, you have Tom Brady. What's going to happen with Brady? What's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers moving forward? And Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, has an interesting theory that involves the Broncos' top coaching target, Sean Payton, and Tom Brady. Remember, they were going to go to Miami, right, at one point. What about the Carolina Panthers? A team that makes some sense when you think about it. Brian Burns, that defense. They've got a good running game. they got a decent receiving core. Carolina's not as dilapidated and as bad a shape as you might think. And, and that might be a place where Sean Payton goes, Brady goes, and the turnaround could be a fairly quick one in a division that isn't that great of a division right now. Let's be honest about that. Particularly if Brady leaves the Bucks, you know the Saints, they have their quarterback issues. I mean, it is a division where Falcons looks like Desmond Ritter's the future for that team. Even though that team did for the majority of the season contend for a wild card spot. Mm-hmm. It's not like the NFC South is this juggernaut division that Peyton and Brady couldn't go in there into Carolina and get that thing turned around. And with what they have, and, and an owner, and David Tepper, that's like Greg Pinner, willing to spend the money. That's one to keep an eye on if you're, and it does have a direct Broncos link because Carolina could become a prime contender for Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you're right. I mean, that division's not not a juggernaut, right? It's not the NFC East where three teams made it into the playoffs and the last place team was 8-8-1. Eight, eight, and one. The last place team in the NFC East was better than the winner of the yep. NFC South. So, I mean, it's not like they necessarily need to, you know, team up to like a... Avengers movie to beat a massive 
Nobody's Thanos in that adversary. Yeah, there's no Thanos or Dark Side to go. uh, To be fair to to DC, sure. (laughs) If you have to, I still like or Shredder because the Ninja Turtles uh, apparently are independent. Um, Yeah, so I just I don't know. I mean. I get this feeling that the Sean Payton Tom Brady team up isn't going to happen. That's just a nagging feeling in my stomach, yeah. because it involves a lot of, well, this and then this and then that and then this and then bingo bango. It's like, well, that's a lot of things to have happen. You know what I mean? Sean Payton, though, even without Brady, could view Carolina as a possible good place to go to, though. Maybe better than the Texans because maybe he'll feel like that they're because of that defense in Carolina that they're more closer to to being a playoff contender. And we saw what happened when when Matt Rule got fired. They got a little Steve Wilkes bump. Of course, it didn't hurt. They also played the Broncos during that stretch, mm-hmm. but they they got a little bump. They were a much better. They, they beat the Buccaneers. They were they were a better football team when Steve Wilkes took over. And it may not be something that that Brady has to be there, but that could be a an organization that draws the interest of Sean Payton. Certainly, there's there's a there's a plus side and a downside to having a guy like Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray. If you're talking about Broncos right. and Cardinals, Cardinals contender for the services of Sean Payton as well, because yeah, you've got established players there, but you're also when in the case of Russ, coming off his worst season, Murray, who knows when he's going to be able to play, and they both have gigantic contracts. Mm-hmm. And though that could be something that ultimately chases off Sean Payton in regard to Denver. I, I think it's this is going to be interesting to see if Denver is, is into the bitter end on... And, and how... Look, they're they're all in. You know, they're trying to be all in on Sean Payton. But it may be a case where Sean Payton doesn't view the Broncos as providing the, even though there's some criteria that they meet. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a well-heeled ownership, an energetic ownership group now that's willing to do whatever it takes to to win football games. So there's stability there that he's that he right. is desperately looking for that has to be that part of the relationship it is a top 10 defense can the offense be fixed i think we saw the last two weeks of the season yeah it, they can, the offense can be fixed mm-hmm. and certainly that's his side of the football but he may view it as i'd like i'd like no more i have to have a say in the organization what we do and you know the, the parcels thing buying the groceries i gotta have more say there I'm not crazy that we're kind of... We're, we are married to Russell Wilson. And yeah. I'm going to be married to Russell Wilson for a while. And if I'm Sean Payton, I definitely have two different categories of openings. Where you're absolutely tied to a current quarterback that they have, you don't get a say in. And teams that you can pretty much do whatever you want to do, within reason, at the quarterback spot. And... That latter group, to me, if I'm Sean Payton, would be more attractive. Right. I don't have to mold what I do to Kyler Murray's somewhat limited skill set. I don't have to mold what I do to Russell Wilson's aging skill set. And a very, <laughs> to quote Liam Neeson, a very specific a particular set, set, of, set of skills, skills which is that, throwing the football deep. That he thinks he has, but evidence shows this year he may actually not you know that if I'm Sean Payton I don't really want to deal with that I don't want my second chance and maybe my last chance to be doomed by a quarterback that is either not good enough to get the team over the hump and Kyler Murray or not what he once was and able to do the things I want him to do if I'm Russell Wilson so if I'm Sean Murray, Arizona Sean, and Denver, Sean Payton, Sean, per, Sean Payton, whatever. That's okay. A lot of names. <laughs> That's okay. I'm, I'm on the beach already. If I'm Sean Payton, I put those two teams at the very back of my list. See, and maybe it's because I'm a Broncos fan. I don't put the Broncos at the back of the list because of what they do have, which is 
a defense that is a top 10 defense. There are pieces there from the receiving core. Javante Williams, that's a concern because of the knee injury. How soon will he be back? If you, Russ, look, he does, he does some things well. And that's the vertical routes. And is that something appealing to Sean Payton? Because he had Drew Brees that could you know, throw the deep ball. But Drew was also really good working between the hash marks, too. And that really has not been Russell Wilson's forte. No, and Drew Brees, his best talent was making the right decision at the right time. That's not Russ's. At least this last season. Right. Making the right decision at the right time is not a Russell Wilson strong point. So when you look at it right now, just kind of handicapping a little bit, I mean, the the Colts, I I don't think he has any interest in the Colts. We haven't even heard him wanting to talk to the Colts at this point in time. That's that's one that's not going to happen. I don't think Arizona is going to happen because of, of Kyler Murray, his injury, and just what he brings to the table at the quarterback spot. And that's a, that's a team that's got some issues. Yeah, that defense the side. is atrocious. It's not very good. And so I, I think Arizona's probably off the list. I think Carolina's intriguing to him. I think the Texans, because of the draft capital that they have. I think Denver, because of the things I've referenced, the, the defense most notably. And, and some receivers like Jerry Judy that, that could emerge as a upper-tier receiver in this league, Mm -hmm. the way he played this season. And so there are positives about Denver. I'm, I I get I'm a fan, you're not, I'm a little more... Right, it it puts your team farther up the list. But it's not at the top of the list. No, but it's it's one of the, if it was the Browns, it'd be like, the Browns have got some things, right? Well, the Browns do. You know, but the Browns don't have an opening. That's what I mean is, as a fan, your team is always higher in your hearts than it is maybe but I would I would take from like the Car- outside. But I take like Carolina's kind of a push. That defense is good. And and the the, the running game really emerged this year. What Foreman at the running back spot, I believe? Mm, I believe so. Dante Foreman. Yeah. I mean that that he really emerged. You know, when they lost when they traded mm-hmm. McCaffrey, Dante Foreman took over and, and had a, a, a sensational season. Chuba Hubbard's there too. Chuba Hubbard. I mean, maybe Denver a, a, a nose ahead of Carolina because you you do have a quarterback that you like to think can bounce back and and get back to close to the the form that that Russ previously had. Mm-hmm. But it's but yeah, I, I, it's not it's not a slam dunk that well it's Denver and it's nobody else. Right. I tell you what, if the Chargers if they would have fired Brandon Staley, they're a much more attractive team than the Broncos. I'm. If I if I'm just looking for a job, Sean Payton. If I'm Sean Payton, I want the Chargers job mm-hmm. if it was available. The Rams, mm, maybe. For him, that's going to be more proximity. Manhattan Beach, where he built his nice big house. Yeah. I mean that. There's we got Aaron Donald. I mean you do have. Some things there, Jalen Ramsey. I mean, there there are pieces there mm-hmm. where you could get the Rams back to contending. Stafford, yeah, they have a coach though, but a coach that doesn't for now. But a coach that you keep an eye on him because you don't know what Sean McVay is going to do or he wants to do. Are you wait? Are, if you're Sean Payton, are you going to wait another year for maybe the Rams? No, I don't. For I, maybe the Cowboys to open up. It depends how bad he wants to get back in. We don't. Right. I mean, obviously he does because he's interviewing. If he does, he didn't have an interest because mm-hmm. he knows the lay of the land. Right. He knows that if Mike McCarthy craps out next year, that could be his job. It's not going to happen this year. And he's got a little but, bit of the Jim Harbaugh, too, to where if no one offers me the job at the end of my interview, I could just go back to the job I currently have. And that's, and, and that's fine because that's... You know that that's that's what you have to accept if you're interviewing mm-hmm. Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh that they're always going to have a fallback plan, and that if you don't do enough to sell them on why you know why you sh- why they should be in that organization, they've always they've always got another gig. Yeah, and I, I'm not going to damn them for that. 
Like, I don't know if Sean Payton goes to Carolina. I doubt he goes to Houston or Indianapolis. I think Indianapolis is 0.0 chance of him going there. I just, I always have to keep in my mind that Denver and Arizona, the only team that finished farther out of first place in the NFL than those two teams was the Bears. They were Bears were 10 games out. Broncos and Cardinals were nine games out of first place. And there's not real any evidence to speak of that that gap closes because the Chiefs and the Niners are still pretty damn good. Yes, they are. Carolina, game out of first place. And Tampa Bay maybe moving on from their quarterback, uh, maybe moving on from their offensive coordinator. You know, their offense isn't what it used to be. Chris Godwin wasn't the same this year. Mike Evans looked older. He lost some some yeah. steps. Leonard Fournette, playoff Lenny, didn't show up. He's reaching the end of his run. Their offensive line is old and injured. Yeah, there's there's a easier path to the playoffs and therefore a potential Super Bowl for Sean Payton in Carolina to me. It's easy. It doesn't mean it's going to happen, but uh, it is easier. Right. Because that division stinks out loud. Yeah. So if you're Sean Payton, that could be an opportunity. DraftKings, you know who they have as the the favorite right now to be the next coach of the Broncos? Who's the... Uh, Matt LaFleur. <laughs> no. Oh, that'd be hilarious, though. At least for me. Stan Quinn. Followed by Sean Payton. Yeah. I don't. We, we talked about this last year, that there's a segment of Broncos country that doesn't want coaches or assistants from the divisional round or championships or Super Bowl teams because you are behind the eight ball. Well, you want to get your coach in now. You don't want to wait for them to be eliminated from the playoffs. Well, don't you want a better coach, a more I, successful I don't, coach? I don't care. Look, I don't care what he gets there. I don't care. As long as they make they mm-hmm. get the right hire. And, and I still think that Dan Quinn so is the far, right hire. So far, they're 0 for 3. Yeah. I still think Dan Quinn is the right hire. Yeah. 0 for the last 3, yeah. I should say. All right. 7-18, and it's time for ComWest. What's happening? What's happening? Yes, what's happening? Brought to you by our friends at ComWest. Nathan, the crew at ComWest, your technology partner, helping business owners grow their business by providing quality, reliable, personalized technology solutions that support and secure their business technology. They do all of our Our tech Our phone guy, yeah. Our phone guy. There are tech people here as well. If you have concerns about your internet, about your phone, about the technology Mm -hmm. in your business, call ComWest today. 970-242-8142. 970-242-8142. Ain't, ain't no rotary dials. No. These are state-of-the-art. State, state-of-the-art stuff yeah. that you get from ComWest. All right. The Red Hot Denver Nuggets won their seventh straight game and their 14th in a row at Ball Arena and beating Portland 122-113 last night. Nuggets big man Nikola Jokic recorded his 13th triple-double with a 36.12 rebound and 10 assists night. Playing with a lot of confidence, we are sharing the ball. Everybody, I think, I think hopefully everybody is happy that the the, the, the the way that we played today and and you usually. So hopefully, hopefully we we can continue to play like this and win games. Nuggets coach Michael Malone went into health and safety protocols before the game, so assistant coach David Adelman took over as head coach. Michael Porter Jr. added 23 points and four three pointers for Denver. It's a back to back for the Nuggets as they host Minnesota tonight. Pre-game at 7:30. On the Team Sports Network. Godwin Mesa guard Blaze Threat is the RMAC Offensive Player of the Week. Threat averaged 22.5 points per game in the Maverick sweep of then third ranked Black Hills State and South Dakota Mines. Threat scored a season high 26 points in the win against Black Hills. He was named the RMAC Defensive Player of the Week two weeks ago, and the two awards are the first in his CMU career. Busy night last night in high school basketball. The Fruit of Monument Boys and Girls teams hosting Palisade last night, and the girls. Fruita wins at 51-12. They jumped out to a 27-0 lead and never looked back. Sophomore Liv Campbell led Fruita with 11 points last night. Mackenzie Mason had 9 in the win, and she got in the glass and did a good job distributing the basketball as well. Jeff Johnson, head coach of the Wildcat Girls, says his team needs to perform like this as they head into Southwestern League play as defending league champions. we got to show everybody uh, that 
what we're going to try to do. Um, everybody's coming for us because we are the league champs. They want to take us out. Um, and hopefully we're going to have that fight and that battle every night. Wildcats are 10-3 and in the season. They traveled to Battle Mountain on Saturday. As far as the Wildcat boys, they beat Palisade 59-14. to So Ferdinand taking both matchups against the Bulldogs this season. Ferdinand sophomore Daniel Thomason scored 14 points the win. Had a couple of dunks last night as well. Bulldogs found themselves in a hole after a 20-2 run to end the first half. Wildcats head coach Jake Aguirre says his team played fearless basketball. Instead of worrying about mistakes, they focus on what they can do to help the team. Just the fact that we have different guys that that are fearless in it, and that's what we talked about, about being fearless. Uh, Don't worry about mistakes. Just worry about what you can do to help the team and trade good shots for great shots, and I felt like we did that for a good part of the game. Florida Monument's now 12-1. They play a battle mountain on Saturday along with the girls. Delta Panthers girls and boys got big wins last night. The girls got an 8.9 from Kylie Huff to lead the Panther girls to a 50-9 to win of a rifle. The Bears struggled with turnovers and a stout Panther defense as Delta improves to 6-5, and 3-0 and in the Western Slope League. On the boys' side, a 17.9 from Brett LaHoe helped the Panthers to a 63-28 victory. Rifle falls to 0-12. Panthers improved to 4-7, and 2-1 and in league play. Panther boys will face Aspen on the road Friday. Boys and girls uh, take on Moffat County Saturday afternoon at home in that one. Grand Junction Jackalopes have announced the hiring of a new manager. James Frisbee will take over the reigning Pioneer League champions, bringing six years of managerial experience with him. Frisbee was most recently a left-handed batting practice specialist for the Detroit Tigers. The Rockies' previous manager, Bobby Jenks, was the Pioneer League manager of the year, leading the then-Grand Junction Rockies to a league title. No word on his departure. And that's your ComWest. What's happening this morning? What's happening? All right, Jim, along with the Buckeye Boy, it's a wine about a Wednesday with Talon Wine. Anything you want to whine about today? I mean, you're getting ready to go to St. Martin's. There can't be a whole lot for you to be upset about, right? No, not really. I'm I'm pretty solid. Other than, I mean, it'd be really nice if it was Thursday. It's not. It's not. So. Other than that, no, I'm pretty well set. Uh. Last night, driving home from Fruta, mm-hmm. I, I just wish it would decide if it's going to snow, going to rain, because I'm driving home, it's snowing, and then it starts raining, and yeah. it's... Uh, I hate I hate rain in the wintertime. I do, because it freezes. I mean, mm-hmm. not that snow can't be s- difficult to deal with, too, but I'd rather deal with snow driving than icy roads. We've complained yeah. about this before with icy roads. Make up your mind, Mother Nature. Preferably just snow if you're going to snow, or don't snow at all, okay? Right. Just snow in the high country. That's that's the place where we need it. Just snow in the high country. All right, 723. If you got something you want to complain about today, Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, 970-242-1340. We'll take a break, and we'll come back and uh, look back at last night's Nuggets win over the Trailblazers. It's the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Craptastic. That's just crap. The team presents the Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back, 725. Jim and the Buckeye Boy on a Wine About a Wednesday with Talon Wine. Coming up next hour. Central Wrestling on the mats tonight. We'll talk with Clint Trujillo, their head coach. Uh, 9 o'clock hour. Woo! District 51 Phoenix Wrestling Coach Chad Dare. So uh, plenty of wrestling talk in the program Ooh, this morning. Yeah. Not that kind of wrestling. What you gonna do, brother? Real wrestling. Brother. No chairs. Brother. No ropes. Brother. None of that. Brother. Real, honest-to-goodness wrestling. Nobody wearing costumes. Nobody wearing those big wrestling boots. No. The real McCoy. Yep. Shooter boots. They like real, the little boots. Shooter real boots. wrestling. Yeah. Coming up later on. All right, last night, Denver Nuggets taking down the Trailblazers. Denver with a 122-113 to win last night. Damian Lillard... He got his last night, 44 points last night for uh, Dame Lillard. But Nikola Jokic, doing Nikola Jokic things 
things that lead you to winning back-to-back MVPs, right? Yes. 36 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists for the big fella last night. Nikola Jokic posting his 13th triple-double of the season. And Nicole in the postgame, typical humble Nikola Jokic, because that's just how that guy is. Bringing back the clip of Nikola talking about the way the Nuggets are playing right now. Playing with a lot of confidence, we are sharing the ball. Everybody, I think, I think, hopefully, everybody is happy that the the, the, the the way that we played today and and usually. So hopefully, hopefully, we we can continue to play like this and win games. And that they have, they've won seven straight. And you just look at the balance the Nuggets have right now. And just last night's game, for an example. You get 23 from Michael Porter Jr., four threes last night. Jamal Murray had 17. Aaron Gordon, 11 points, but he had seven rebounds, eight assists. Contavious Caldwell-Pope last night, nine points, three assists. Everybody contributes. Zeke Naji is getting more playing time. Pretty nice night off the bench last night. Seven points, six rebounds. Bruce Brown, 12 points last night, four rebounds and an assist. The Nuggets were up so much at one point, they let Jack White of the White Stripes play. <laughs> He's in town? Yeah. I thought, what the heck? No relation to the actual White Stripes. No. That Jack White. Yeah, diff- different Jack White. I saw this number on Nicole Jokic. They were like a seven-nation army last night. Yes, they were. Uh, Katie Wingy retweeted this. That's where I found it. It's from NBA on ESPN. 30-point triple doubles on 90% shooting from the floor in NBA history has only happened four times. Do you know who did any of the other three? Nikola Jokic did it last night. Who? Three other guys. Three other times. Three other times. Not three other guys, just three other times. Correct. Same guy do it the three other times? No. Two different guys. Yes. I'm just going to throw a couple of names out. Oscar Robertson? No. Uh, Let me think. Uh, Magic? No. Okay. 1966, Wilt Chamberlain. Okay. Wilt again almost a year later, 1967. Nikola Jokic, 2018, and Nikola Jokic last night. Oh, okay. That's mm. it. Not too shabby. Not bad company to be in. Yeah. Nikola Jokic, not the prodigious scorer Will Chamberlain is. But <laughs> on and, on great shooting percentage for Nikola yes, Jokic. absolutely. Mentioned Bruce Brown with a good game off the bench last night. Scott Hastings on uh, Altitude TV. Talking to Bruce after the game. Bruce sporting a really slick black cowboy hat, by the way. Yeah, he did. And um, some nice boots last night, too. Here's Scott Hastings with Bruce Brown after the game. This is for you guys when you look at the big picture. This is great. Um, we want to win our division. Um, Dame came out there. He gave his best. Uh, they played a, a good game, um, but I'm happy we got the win. Yeah, what, there was adjustments made at halftime that made it a little tougher for him. What would you guys do in adjust-wise? Just try to get the ball out of his hands, um, trap him. Um, because he was getting, he was making everything in the first half. Um, so just really get the ball out of his hand. I've asked you this before. Joker gets another triple double, thirty six points. Mm-hmm. Is it really that easy? For him, yes. <laughs> Why though? He makes the right play. We got shooters. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's a different breed. Different breed. Isn't it? different. Hey, by the way, it's snowing up there. I don't know them cowboy boots. I'm going right the, in the car. Is that anaconda or rattlesnake? What is it? I think it's rattlesnake. All right, Bruce Brown with the rattlesnake boots last night. Looking sharp after There's the game. There's a song about that, isn't there? I'm sure. I'm right probably there. so. But uh, isn't it a, too late for the stock show? Or is uh, that still going on? Um, if it's a wrap up this weekend, might, Maybe, I don't know. Might we'll wrap have to up ask this Mark weekend. tomorrow. Yeah, we'll ask Mark Johnson tomorrow. But uh, David Adelman, the son of Rick Adelman, former Portland Trailblazers yep. head coach, David Adelman had to step in last night with Michael or with Michael Malone going into health and safety protocols last night, and Adelman was asked. How much communication does Malone have when he's, because yeah, this has happened a couple of times now for Michael Malone, mm-hmm. when he's not there, 
What's the communication process like? Is he constantly on the phone? Is he texting? What is he doing to talk to the Nuggets coaching staff when uh, he can't be there? Not with me, but with the assistants for sure. Um, you know, just small suggestions or things he's seen, uh, which is a huge help, obviously. Um, during the game? Uh, yeah, like at halftime, you know, like text just is what he, what he saw. He obviously saw Damian Lillard making a lot of shots. Uh, so, you know, we had to make adjustments, got more aggressive. Um, he's an all-time, all-time player. I'm a Portland kid, so he's, uh, he's something. I thought we got a lot better in the second half and made other people uh, make shots. So uh, that was the adjustment, and we did the best we could. What about post-game? Uh, did you hear from Milan? I have not yet. No, I actually just took a hot shower. <laughs> I felt like I had hypothermia there for a second. So, yeah, but I will. Uh, when we get done here, I'll call him for sure. Yeah, going to call Dad after a while. He got the bath last night. That's why he said he had hypothermia. Mm-hmm. He got the bath after uh, the Nuggets won last night. So uh, Denver... With a back-to-back tonight, they get uh, Minnesota at uh, Ball Arena. Nuggets looking to win their their 15th straight home game. Denver's 20-3 and at home this year. That's the kind of dominance that you have to have. You've got to be that dominant at home if you're Denver, and they've been that that good this year. So the Nuggets uh, tip off at 8 tonight, pregame at 7.30 right here on the team with Jason Kosminski. And so for the Nuggets... Um, Last meeting between the two, shot a higher percentage from three-point range, had more points in the paint. They had more fast break points and scored more points off turnovers. Nuggets also have five guys in the rotation right now. They're averaging more than three three-point shots per game. They're shooting 38.6% or better. And so the Nuggets, like I said, offensively have really, really been clicking as of late. And so right now, Timberwolves, they're ninth in the Western Conference. But they're a half game back from sixth place. They're three and a half out of fourth right now, by the way. And so this will be the second meeting within the month. And the second time the Timberwolves will get the Nuggets on the back end of a back-to-back. Denver's 31-13 and right now. They have a half game lead over Memphis in the Western Conference. Yeah, and last night, Charles Barkley called the Nuggets the best team on the planet, uh, probably also including the rest of the NBA. They're playing, they're on fire right now, and they're just kind of clipping right along. It used to be you check the Nuggets score and be like, oh, what they, oh, okay, that's that's good. They they played pretty well, and then now it's like, okay, they won again. Uh, look at that. You start to expect start it. Start to expect them. Kind of like the Avalanche games. last year. Yeah. Which we expected. Celtics, by the way, who the Nuggets have defeated this season. Yep. They lead the Eastern Conference at 33-12. and 12. So, can the Nuggets... Kind of like what, what Colorado Mesa had the other day, right? Mm-hmm. You know, big game last night against Portland. Division rival, conference rival. Can you get it done on a back-to-back night against a lesser team yeah. in the Minnesota Timberwolves? Like the... No offense to South Dakota Mines, but that was kind of mm-hmm. the situation for the Maverick basketball team this last week. Yeah, weekend. and they avoided the letdown. Hopefully the Nuggets avoid the letdown. Nikola Jokic now, according to some sports books, the favorite in the clubhouse right now to win the NBA MVP award. He's at plus 125, according to this, uh, I don't know who, which exactly sport, uh, Superbook. He's 125. Luka Doncic is 260. So he's got better than two times the better odds than Luka Doncic. I just think one of the things, and I, I read this, it wasn't something that, that I came up with, but just when, when you watch Nikola Jokic and you hear this, you go, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Just mm-hmm. how he totally understand, understands spacing on the floor. I think even Bruce Brown made a comment to that. Just where... Where everybody is, what they do best, how can he, how can he get the ball to say a Michael Porter Jr. in the best position for Michael Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. to be an effective scorer? That he files all that away, and he truly is he's he's a center that's a point guard. And we've talked about how the offense runs through him. Yeah, there are few guys that have ever played the game that have such spatial awareness. Mm-hmm. As Nikola Jokic does, of just and understand what what his teammates do best. Yeah, where they need to be on the floor 
to maximize their scoring opportunities. And when guys just happen to be open, identifying that and and making the right play. It's, you know, it's truly remarkable. Who he kind of reminds me. I don't go back to Magic or obviously Oscar or any of those guys. But he kind of runs the offense like a Steve Nash, a Jason Kidd, those type guys. Yeah. Right? Like, you see them standing on a corner other than, damn, he's tall. There's really not that much about him until you put him in a tank top and shorts on a basketball court, and he's devastating. He throws guys open, which is an NFL phrase, right? Right. He throws guys open a lot. And on top of that, he might be the most dangerous scorer on the team to the point where you can't sag off of him into like a zone and be like, okay, we got to have these five guys cover the other four because Jokic will find the open guy. Well, if you do that, then he'll just well, you know he'll knock just down to twenty five footer at the buzzer. Exactly. He'll go to work in the low post. Mm-hmm. He'll you know do a little euro step yeah. through the lane. I mean, he'll he'll recognize. Okay, you're gonna take other guys away. Mm-hmm. This is okay. This is a moment where I because you know, he's a guy that likes to pass. He likes to distribute. He looks to pass first and then second. But if he knows that that's what he has to do for them to win the game, mm-hmm. for him to pick it up offensively to carry more of the load, yeah. then he's going to do that. And the 30-point triple-double to me is impressive. Remember, we used to I, I used to rail on the empty triple-doubles. You know, 2017, 2018, when it was like 11, 10, and 10, and the Nuggets lost by 15 at home to, like, the Mavericks. You're like, well, okay, you got a triple-double, but that didn't really help anything. Now when he has a triple-double... They're dominating. They dominate or... They win going away, and so they're starting to. I think they're finally at a point to where they go as he goes. Because there'd be sometimes where it's like, you know what, he had a great game, but they still lost, or he didn't have a great game and they lost. Now it's he has a great game; they're gonna win that game, and they find he finds a way to win the game when he's not having a great shooting night, which is very rare. And like I said, you, you just look at what you know, what he did last night, 36, 12, and 10, and how he gets so many guys involved. And I think one of the things about this Nuggets team, too, that, that's been impressive this year has been the way the bench has played with, with Bruce Brown, with Zeke Naji, with Bones Highland. Mm-hmm. Kankar's had moments. Brown's had a few moments this season. I mean, last night... DeAndre Jordan didn't even play. I mean they they've got they've got they've got more depth than I can recall in quite some time. Mm-hmm. And he's starting five right now. And Contavious Caldwell Pope that that was a tremendous addition for this team in terms of his three point shooting. There and Aaron Gordon and his development. Another key factor in why the Nuggets are are the the best team in the NBA certainly the best team in the Western Conference right now. Now can they keep it going? That's going to be the question. Can they can they ride this all the way to the NBA Finals? A uh, team that made it to the Finals last year in the NHL, your defending Stanley Cup champion Avalanche, they've uh, got a fire lit into them as of late, dominating win uh, over Ottawa, and then of course on uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, six-goal game against Detroit, and they play at one of the teams ahead of them right now in the playoff chase, Calgary Flames tonight, 7.30 face-off for that one. Uh, we'll talk with Connor McGahee from uh, Calgary coming up here uh, later on this morning right around 8.40. But uh, tonight we'll have the Nuggets in Minnesota pregame at 7.30 for that one on the Team Sports Network. All right, so why about a Wednesday with Talon Wine? Something you need to get off your chest today, you can do that. Text or call 970-242-1340. Aaron Rodgers... He's he starts he's an, he's annoy he annoys me more than he ever used to, yeah. Just the just the the vagueness and it's you know life it's a beautiful mystery and and all this kind of stuff. And now he's trying to decide what if he's going to retire or not. Kind of hanging the Packers up at the moment on what their future plans are. The thing about me with Aaron Rodgers is, it's not necessarily his fault. Okay, that's a lie. It's his fault, but 
it's not his fault alone because if it was just the Packers local media, hell, even Milwaukee, hell, even Chicago, it was like, you know, what's Aaron Rodgers going to do today? Is he going to show up? Is he going to get a haircut? Is he going to look like Nicolas Cage in uh, Con Air? What's he going to do? If it was limited to just that, it would be more interesting. And it would be more amusing. But now it's every NFL show, to some extent, is talking about the a quarterback that's not currently playing. It's like wearing a jersey, a Packers jersey, to a Browns Broncos game. <laughs> Why? He's not there. He's the, not playing. Your teams aren't playing. He's yeah. not playing. Why are you doing it's that? It's like Marlins man. You know, it's Red Sox Rockies in the World Series, and he's wearing a Marlins jersey, sitting behind home plate. You look like an idiot. Stop talking about Aaron Rodgers until at least the season's over. Let's talk about the eight quarterbacks that are left. The games that are actually set to be played. Right. Not a guy that's not sure if he even wants to play anymore. And if he doesn't, that's fine. He's, yeah. you know, I'm okay with that if he wants to retire. That's fine, but break news when there's news. There is no news about him right, right now. He was on Pat McAfee's show yesterday. So there's a handful of other people. We're not talking about them all the time. And I get it. He's not just a guy. He's Aaron Rodgers, the first ballot Hall of Famer. I get that. I understand that. But he's kind of a douche. But I'm just I'm tired of him. I'm tired of Aaron Rodgers. Tired of the the greasy hair, man mm-hmm. bunish, Iowasa. I that trying to be really hip. I'm tired of the shtick. I'm I'm tired of the shtick as well. When Aaron Rodgers was photobombing the captain's photos for the Packers and the website would put it out all the time. That's hilarious. I I approve. I'm t- I'm tired of this Aaron Rodgers. I'm tired of this Tom Brady. I am as well. Let's let's save all the quarterbacks that aren't playing until after the ones that are are done for the year. If you want to talk about can this Cowboys team win with this version of Dak Prescott? Great. Right. They're playing this weekend. Yeah. Like can I, can is Jalen Hurts can be healthy enough to, you know to play on you know this weekend? Yes. Talk about that. I understand uh, there's news surrounding a lot of these quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, how are they? Where are they in their return from injury and the respective coaching staffs or coaching searches but at least or case, things like that? That's actual news. At least in the case of Lamar Jackson, he's a guy that still plans on playing for a while. With Rodgers right. and Brady, we don't know. And those could be can it. all still wait until after yeah. the Super Bowl. But at least I'll say in the case of Lamar Jackson, he's a guy that still plans on playing in this league. Right, but I'm 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 with you on that too. Can, can we just? I mean, and people are saying, "Well, what are you guys talking about right now?" Well, we got a three hour show. Uh, we're not going to spend three hours talking right. about. But what we're not Aaron breaking Rogers. down the latest with Aaron Rodgers. We're lamenting the fact on our traditional whine about a day of the fact that Rodgers, Brady, Wilson, Murray, Jackson, all these other guys can wait. They're st- the best weekend. Of the NFL is coming up where there are going to be two killer games on Saturday, two killer games on Sunday. And what it's talking about right now for some people is Aaron Rodgers. Why? Because he was on Pat McAfee yesterday, I guess. And that seems that's that's become the standard right throughout the season. Oh, what's Aaron going to say on McAfee's yeah. show? What's he going to tell us? Nothing. Nothing. He's got to take time, decide what he wants to do, and go from there. Got a text this morning from Jim on the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line. Good morning, you crazy, distinguished gentlemen. Wow. Yeah, that's about right. How about Kansas State last night? We haven't even talked about Wildcats beat Kansas last night. 83, OT, yeah. 83-82 in overtime last take night. Take that, Bluebirds. Desi Sills, Keontae Johnson, each with 24 points apiece for Kansas State last night. Congratulations to our good friend Wyatt Thompson. Yeah. On that one. Let's see. Down goes Kansas. Down goes Texas. Down goes Clemson last night. Some ranked teams. Falling last night. Yeah. Tuesday night action. All right. 746. And it's time for sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. 
Well, I kind of like me some Dan Lebetard. He's harder to find now that he's not on the four-letter, but I do like Dan Lebetard and his group and their kind of shtick, right? One thing that Dan Lebetard loves is how much former Patriot Vince Wilfork loves his wife. And he brings that up in a conversation they had last week, but apparently he doesn't love Vince's Wilfork's love for his wife enough to keep track of who Vince Wilfork is actually married to right now. I have always enjoyed the way that you talk about your wife and your relationship. You are very comfortable talking about how you met your wife, how much you love her, how important she is to you, and that's the reason that I asked the question. I've always admired that about you, that you are you have no problems whatsoever professing your love. Well, the thing is, uh, I have a new wife now. You know, me and Bianca didn't make it. So I moved on. We moved on. It was for the better both of us and um but we are we are real you know good friends you know we are parents first um and the love i have for her i, I have for her but you know my new wife that 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 we just got married you know october 8th uh of 2020 and um i'm happy Things just got a little awkward there. Uh, so let me be the first on this show to congratulate you on the new wife, Vince. Congratulations <laughs> on, on on feeling whole, feeling complete, you know? Let's talk tailgating. Yeah. <laughs> don't be, don't, don't feel awkward, buddy. You know, uh, Dan, no, I don't. No, it's I mean, too Dan late does. for that. It's I much mean, too Dan, late for that, I appreciate I mean, you soothing me in this regard, but I already feel terribly awkward. And then my teammate comes to my defense with not a question, but just a a healthy congratulations and the further pointing out of that awkwardness because he's always good for me in those spots. I'm also thinking of divorce, Vince, after many, many years, 18 years uh, with a partner who does things like that to you. Uh Got married October of 2020 and they had no idea. This Uh-oh. you got. Let me be the first to congratulate you on this show. <laughs> that's great. But definitely that is very much. Ooh. Uh-oh. That's, uh, that's a big time uh-oh. But, hey, you know what? Props to Vince Wilfork for just kind of rolling. Like, okay, well. Yep, you know what? I appreciate that. But I got a new wife now. Makes me feel better about... Uh... <laughs> first ever wildcard playoff game. Yeah, a little bit. Which we, we both shared in that one together. Yep. Accidentally saying that Delta was playing Steamboat. Or playing at Rifle. Or playing at Rifle. Yeah. Makes me feel better about that. Yep. Quite a bit better. All right, 749. It's one about a Wednesday with Talon Wine. Something you want to complain about today. Send it to us. Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line 970-242-1340. They need a wake-up call. Call or text the Jim Davis Show on the Chick-fil-A team line. 970-242-1340. Welcome back, 753. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy and a wine about a Wednesday with Talon Wine. Text your calls 970-242-1340. Big high school basketball night last night. Uh, Grand Junction did not play last night. Eagle Valley is supposed to play the Tigers last night, but a wreck mm-hmm. on I-70, the weather and everything. Uh, so those games got called off last night. Tried to go three wide through the canyon. So what I yeah, heard. Yeah. Rough day to travel. Yep. So we had... Fruita Monument playing host to Palisade last night. As far as the girls, first meeting of the season between the two. And uh, last night, Fruita Monument girls, uh, they pick up the victory last night. Uh, they're now 10-3, and beating Palisade by the score of 51-12. to They got out to a 27 to nothing lead in that game last night. And uh, Liv Campbell for uh, Fruita Monument, uh, 11 points for Campbell last night. She hit a three during that stretch. Uh, Addison Ayer had... An eight-point night last night. Uh, Campbell Bramer, uh, she hit a three coming off the bench. Bench was good for, for the last night, and she finished with seven points. Trendy Hafey had a six-point night as well, and Palisade was led by Addie Ritterbush with five points and a three last night. And after the game, I had a chance to talk with uh, Fruit of Monument girls coach Jeff Johnson about uh, the victory last night over Palisade. Talking about this one tonight, and Jeff, uh, it makes your job really, really easy when uh, you jump out to a 27 to nothing lead. Yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't have to be uh, <laughs> the greatest coach in the world at that point in time, but no. uh, but you'd put all the hard work in before that. Your team, I thought, what an effort defensively by your kids tonight. Yeah. Um, after uh, 
George Washington where we were a little out of sorts, and I don't think we played great defense down there. It, the focus all week is going to be playing great defense, getting back to what we do well on the defensive end, and it showed that first 16 minutes. Uh, I think they scored with 30 seconds left in the half or something like that to finally get their first points. Um, but uh, we're going to be committed on the defensive end uh, because defense wins champions, in my opinion. If we get stops, we'll be able to go up and down the court and uh, get layups and buckets and easy points. I love Campbell at 11 tonight, and she played really well. But I, I thought Mackenzie Mason was the player that of your starters, along with Addison there, the job she did on the glass, Hapey at times. I thought Mackenzie Mason played a heck of a game tonight. She hit a three. She finished with nine points. She got some boards. She she gave you some energy. Yeah, that that, that twenty-seven to nothing stretch. And and she she can do that. And that's uh, our goal as coaches to get her there to be there consistently. And uh, she did that tonight. Uh, she probably had three or four steals on top of it. So I, I mean, she just filled the stat line. And um, that's we want all our players to fill stat line, and especially on the rebounds. All right, there's Jeff Johnson, uh, Palisade with the loss last night. Uh, the Bulldog girls, they slipped to 5-10 uh, and 10 on the season. For the Monument boys, they were winners last night. Uh, they're now 12-1. and one. They knock off the Bulldogs by the score of 59-14. to 14, And uh, the Wildcats winning both matchups with Palisade this season. Uh, for the 12-1, and one, Palisade now 8-7 and seven on the season. After the game, I had the chance to uh, catch up with Wildcats head coach, Jay Kagira. us right now. Coach of the Fruit of Monument boys basketball team, Jake Aguirre joins us. And Jake, you, you beat him by about the same score the last time out in Palisade. Uh, guys really jumped out to that huge lead up 31-8 to at halftime. You went on like a 20-2 run to kind of close things out in the first half. Defense was sensational. Lots of contributions from lots, lots of different players tonight. I thought your second five on the bench, boy, they, that's, that's nice to have that luxury of those guys coming in and play the way they do, led by Jet Wells. Yeah, yeah, you know, they they kind of gave us a spark in that first quarter. We were kind of, we were just kind of looked like we were going through the motions, but the second group comes in. They do a lot of things uh, well for us. You know, Jet Wells really commands the offense. He gets guys in the right spot. So to have that whole entire group that can come in, um, it, it's really, a, like you said, a luxury to have. It's, it's nice. And when they come out and play like that, it really helps when the other guys go back we kind of have that momentum on our side. So it was a good team win. I really like when our book is peppered and everyone's getting some scores and some tough. All right, there's Jake Aguirre. Daniel Thomason led the way last night with a game-high 14 points. Palisade led by Luke Fay. He had five points last night.